break here for Tatsuki. Go. 3 0 plan. This is episode 58 of Two Minutes for Chatting. I hope everyone enjoyed the new introduction that it took me so long to find the audio for, but it's in place. So, um, but uh, a cracker of a, a weekend for Clan, so I, I guess a, a really positive episode coming up against what we probably thought would happen, but uh, lots of good stuff to cover. Indeed. A four-point weekend. Who'd have thunk it? What's that? Well, you're about to find out what it is. Yeah, a couple of excellent results against two of the toughest away games in the league. Yep, two great wins, um, and it's really sort of kick-started the season, I think. From nowhere, really, I would almost say, so great to see, and we'll fire straight into that and any other news across the league, so I guess it all started on Saturday night with a trip down to Cardiff, which is notoriously a very difficult place to go, especially for us, I, I don't actually know what our record is there overall but in the end we came away with a, a resounding 6-2 win uh, which was really superb goals from everyone really but <laughs> notably a first goal I, I believe for Matt Cowlett and uh, this season yeah this season he did he did score last season didn't he actually I think he got one last yeah. year yeah. that's right I think it actually was against Sheffield as well Maybe. Or was that a muzzle? Not sure. Anyway. Not like, not like one of the ones that, you know, this uh, readout is given to somebody else. Yeah, they did that with Jordan Buesa. That's right, aye. That was a classic moment. I think it was against Manchester at home, something <laughs> like that. And I don't even know. Did he just get an assist on that one, maybe? Yeah, I think so. No, no mistakes was, this time, right? Nah, no mistakes. So, yeah, a 6-2 a six win. Goals from Becca, Peacock, Howlett, Wah, Bierum and Matt Haywood, who seems to love scoring against Cardiff down there. And the Devils goal from Bentavolio and Jardin. I mean, it really was a great performance, just from the, the highlights and stuff that I've seen. I didn't watch either game at the weekend live, but I mean, really... Other than maybe a couple of moments, we, we fully deserved that victory. I think we played a full 60-minute performance from Colleen out. And it starts from the back as well. I think Colleen's definitely uh, upped his game the last few weeks and it's, it's starting to show now. And I think he's getting, as you say, a, a bit more help as well from the D, which is, which is good to see. Yeah, his confidence is growing and I think that's one of the main things as a, a goaltender. We did... As people know, go, or maybe they don't know, but we did go a goal down, actually, uh, on the power play. The Bento Voleo goal was the, the first goal of the game. Um, and maybe you'd think, here we go again, given uh, the defeat the, the week before, but bouncing back with some great goals. Beck had the equaliser in the first period, so we went in 1-1 at the break. Then a really quick-fire spell after the... The first interval, Peacock, Howlett and Wagon, three quick goals, uh, which meant we went in 4-1 ahead going into the third. Bierum made it 5-1. Jardin pulled one back to make it 5-2 and then Haywood with empty net. I think in a game with quite a few goals, there were also a fair few penalties as well called. Um, 
just looking at the stats there, uh, a lot of minors, but we stayed pretty solid, only conceding the one one power play goal, which is good. Yeah, definitely, especially how well Cardiff do on the power play as well, which is good to see from, from our point of view, as well as six five-on-five five goals for us as well. No power play required for us. Indeed. Actually, uh, the, the empty net at the end, but you can you can count that because we're actually a man down, so uh, that is, yeah, that's an excellent record. And the goals themselves, um, some really opportune kind of finishes, I think. Becca's obviously was a classic Becca finish when he got the chance, but Peacock, Howlett and Waz goals are all sort of from quite close in around the net. Waz especially is a typical goal that he likes to score, but good to see Howlett get a goal. I think he was given a chance on, on Sunday at, at one of the, the top two lines as a result of the Becca injury, but he started the season you know, fairly promisingly, Howlett. Yeah, no, definitely, I, I agree. And obviously we're still missing uh, Jack Musel as well. I think I'd seen somewhere it was down to the fact that he'd broken his ankle at the end of last year, so I think he's still, still kind of nursing that. So hopefully he'll be, he'll be back for us soon, but definitely Howlett's started the season really well and uh, it's good to see him getting a bit more ice time as well. Yeah, he's, uh, he is getting quite a lot. Um, under Fitzgerald and then obviously having Craig Moore back as well helped um, because yeah. it meant Tansky could go up and play forward so really nearly the near enough the full lineup, and that makes a big difference I think Cardiff themselves kind of struggling a bit Andrew Lord had said that he saw a wee bit of a couple of danger signs creeping in the last few games for them and it was a I guess a bit of a wake up call it shows you really not not that they'd be winning all these games, but how much of a difference Joey Martin makes yeah. with him being out. They've had I think it's Soin to finish player come in, um, and he's actually done not bad for them. But Joey Martin being captain and things like that really is a big influence in their team. But you know we've we've now won a couple of games down there, and it's it's good that good that we can show we we can compete with these teams. Can compete. Likes to compete. <laughs> no, it, no, it definitely is. Um, although I, I don't want to be negative, but I should point out that Clan had only 23 shots in the full game uh, compared to the Devils' 43. So, again, nearly double the shot count there. While it was it was good that the Peacock, Howlett, and probably to an extent Bierum got their goals, but I think Maybe on another night you wouldn't have got them. You know, just a combination of puck luck and putting the stick in the right place or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, maybe on a different a different night we wouldn't have got them. Uh, and I still think that's an issue in terms of getting shots away and also conceding quite a lot of shots as well. Yeah, it is. But we're obviously just being mega positive because <laughs> the result went in our favour. I do agree. Was, we are... I thought it was worth yeah, definitely. Um, because we did discuss last week, we discussed that exact point, um, that it seems a, a current trend that Colleen's going to be facing a lot of shots. And I guess we'll actually we'll touch on goaltenders facing a lot of shots a wee bit later, but he's a guy that is used to facing quite a lot of shots, I guess. 
um, not not that you want to you want that to be a th- to be a thing. You're always probably going to get outshot when you go to places like Cardiff. Maybe not to that extent, and there's obviously still stuff to work on. But the hard work paid off, and I think I I definitely do think you make your luck in situations like that, especially the likes of Bierum's goal. Uh, you could see he was really trying to get that stick in the way and uh, the pass from behind the net deflects in and it's a pretty opportune goal but um, these are the small details that can really help in games like this Yeah definitely it was uh, good chasing down by I think it was the port behind the net and then you know a mistake from the Devils defenceman and then Beerum was there obviously with the stick well, I think as well it's a uh, as I'd mentioned in post-match that he'd sort of changed the Change the lines round a wee bit, and I think you know just as a whole over over the weekend, I think Bierum, Laporte, and Rowe uh, on the one line seemed to blossom. Yeah, he'd moved. I think uh, Wa to Pitt and Becker's line is that right? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then the, the three that you mentioned. So it's just small changes can can make a difference, but it's really the the results that breed confidence. And last year Cardiff was a a place that we did get that win that really did kickstart a great spell. So hopefully that is the same again because it, it definitely carried into the the tough game on, on Sunday, which is, as you'd said at the start, if you were to pick two away fixtures, there wouldn't be really many tougher. So on to, on to Sheffield it was, unless there's anything else you want to mention about uh, Cardiff. Winning 20% of the face-offs... Uh, <laughs> in, in your own D zone is nowhere near good enough. Yeah, that's a, that's pretty dire. What but, it? Fu- but fuck it. Exactly. Got that one. Now, now we've got back. we've got to, we've got to mention that because um, we mentioned it when we lost. So yeah, we uh, should. The wee details, but as you can see, actually fifty fifty in the neutral zone, and then sixty forty in our favour in the offensive zone. So you'd to be honest, you'd you'd probably want to take a few percent off those two zones and, and win in the defensive zone but um, it explains probably quite a few of the shots and things like that but I guess we stood tall in the end and Colleen came through uh, he's really starting to sort of boost his save percentage stats and things like that and his, his confidence you can see he's playing with a wee bit more confidence in the, the defence in front of him as well so pizzazz exactly he's quite unorthodox at times how would you how would you use the word not leggy but sort of a wee bit all over the place? He likes to use his stick a lot, I think. But it's you as you you saw with the the highlights. I don't know if you've seen the full highlights from Sunday, but there's a lot of really top notch saves in there. Um, mm. We're under a lot of pressure, so doing well again. So yeah, Sunday Sunday down in Sheffield. You always think. Uh, it will be a tough one, although I do believe that we've won the last... Going into that game, we'd won something like six out of the last seven meetings with Sheffield. Yeah, I think that's that's probably true, thinking back to last season. And, but obviously it's a, it's a different Sheffield team entirely this year. and Still still obviously a, a tough place to go and get a win at any point. Yeah, we won definitely won the two away games there very, very convincingly. Um, last season so uh, perhaps that plays a bit of part in the mentality given we've got quite a lot of players although Sheffield 
quite a lot of the the core from last year. I mean, but Sheffield uh, basically a complete turnaround, other than the turnover, other than the Brits. So, um, yeah, I knew Sheffield, but uh, it certainly started in the first period. Like last season, we went flying into a four 0 lead with goals from Rau, Bierum, Twice, and Stanish on the power play. So four 0 at the first first interval and you're thinking eh, this this could really be anything but Sheffield got themselves together a bit eh, De Luca scored one in the second period eh, then added another in the third eh, as well as Robert Dowd to make it a slightly nail-biting finish let's just say but we did hold on and albeit Sheffield probably dominated the, the second and the third and um, we just we had enough to hang on and we did enough in that first and I guess you could say that means we deserved to win it. You know, after a, a great a great first period and a really good start, it was always going to be difficult to sort of maintain that kind of performance throughout the game and you know, the game the night before as well, I think a lot of the guys looked a bit leggy and kinda of tired towards the end of the game. But again, I talked about this last week as well, but that that was maybe a, a kind of game that we would have lost last year, going up um, by three or four goals, and last year we saw that we sort of chucked away that kind of lead. So it was good to see that we could hold on in the end and defended really well at the back. Yeah, completely agree with that. Clean facing thirty eight shots, um, seven in the first, thirteen, and then eighteen in the second and third respectively. So that sort of indicates that Sheffield. Definitely turned the screw a bit, um, but it was a, a cracking start. The pass for Rowe's opener um, off the post from Laporte. Can't make my mind up if it's intentional. I'm pretty sure it's not, but I'll give him the credit for it. Takes a, a lovely bounce off the post for Rowe to, well, I was going to say tap in. It's not a total tap in, but you'd expect him to score from there for sure. Uh, certainly a guy has quality. Bierum's goals a a great shot after O'Connor sort of gives him the pass the turnover. His second goal again he's left with acres of space in front. Um but then some really nice hands I think to finish that. Above Duba. And then they bring in Cantor, I think, to change goal goaltenders. Which actually after the game Aaron Fox said was just instead of sort of using a a timeout initially because he knew he thought he might need to use it later so it wasn't necessarily anything against the keeper um, mm. which was interesting but Stanish gets a power play goal about 12 seconds before the end of the period and maybe if we go in 3-0 there I think they're they're probably just a bit more hopeful the fourth not killed the game but really put it in our favour I think four is extremely hard to come back from as it proved but a magic first period really and some great goals yeah definitely um, how how relieved are you that, uh, that Bierum's back so relieved our, I mean, our man to watch last year and what a difference he's made since he since he came back in the lineup this year he looks bigger <laughs> he looks his I don't hair, know he looks, his hair looks bigger he looks stronger yeah and things like that Um we knew obviously he was a great player, but it's guys like that that we sign that are really the the sort of signings that I like. 
you know, not a huge name, but somebody who comes from a skilled league and he's done done really well. A really likable player because he's defensively pretty switched on as well. Yeah, agreed. Five point weekend for for Bierum. So no, it was really good to have him back, and you know, he took his goals really well yeah, against Sheffield, especially the second one. I thought it was a really nice finish, uh, but overall, you know, going in four 0 at the end of that period, yeah, I think that getting that fourth did just prove a, a step too far for for Sheffield. Um, felt like you know we just performed really, really well in that in that first period, and yeah, it was all, it was always going to be difficult coming back from from four 0 down. They, they almost did it, but managed to to hold out in the end. Yeah, just a, a quick mention to. Pufal, I think he had a couple of assists on the weekend and a couple of the goals, which is good. Um, and then I, I like Rouse pass for Bierum's goal because he is, he is wide open, but he still needs to sort of thread it through the the two defencemen. Um, so he's yeah. starting to, to step up. Um, the Sheffield goals, I mean, that's sort of been Sheffield's problem. They, they've got a, a great team offensively, but they're given given quite a few goals away you know no matter how good you are at scoring if you give teams three and four goal starts it's always a bit well sometimes impossible to come back the Lucas goal was a, a nice finish a really good stretch pass from O'Connor he puts it through Colleen's legs the second one and the third actually were both scrappy but they're the kind of goals that you score when you're putting that much pressure on they just sort of fell to sticks and the, the Dowd one bounced in off his skate so that's all it really takes for a goal, but we managed to hold on with some good goaltending and strong defending in the end. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask about uh, Dowd's goal because I think that one went to review. Yeah, I think it was it was more of a a tactical thing from us to get a wee bit of a breather because it was just played across the crease. There was so many bodies in, and Dowd was just standing holding his position, and it bounced in off his skate. There wasn't there wasn't like any sort of dispute about it. I no. think it was just a, a more of a tactical time out type thing. Um yeah. as opposed to a genuine challenge. But you know, the, we did we did hold on and for a, a four point weekend as they go, that is a real a real cracker. And it puts us in a in a great position in the league going forward into a, a tough Double header, which is our last sort of of this road trip, I guess you could call it. And if we if we got another four points here, which I wouldn't put it past us going into the home games, um, it really create a lot of excitement. <laughs> I'm just laughing because it's it's funny how how it kind of <laughs> yeah, turn exactly. around after two games, yeah. Exactly, but that's how it goes. Got to have a that's the nature. Of it. You got to be like that, yeah, exactly. I think also because the there are a few sort of weird results, you could say, that's shown that there is a, a lot of parity in the league as well. So if anybody can put together a couple of really good weekends, um, then you're in a, in a strong position because you can see that even more so than, than last year when you'd Belfast and Cardiff striding ahead, the way it started, it looks like, you know, everybody could potentially be in the mix for a few weeks anyway. Yeah, definitely. Just a couple of couple of final points in the on the Sheffield game. It was good to to keep uh, Brendan Cornley quiet 
for that because we obviously we know the kind of play areas and just uh, in general, Sheffield's forwards have uh, been pretty potent in recent weeks. So another another plus for for our D, and also I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Matthew Wah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he was um he was great. Great powers. <laughs> yeah, I was um building up to his own wee section there, but yeah, it was. Um, funny in a way, it was a in the game itself. He didn't he didn't have too much impact offensively, but a lot of a lot of crucial blocks and stuff you can see in the highlights, which is what he gives you, which is excellent. Um, but going back to Sheffield, where he spent a few seasons, I think he'd have been absolutely desperate to to get the win, because um, he comes across as a really competitive guy. You know, obviously. Had a decent relationship with Sheffield when he was there, but playing for us now he's clearly fully committed and um I don't think he got any sort of recognition at the start from all accounts. I don't know if that's actually true. He maybe got a mention, surely. Well we don't really know, do we? It's difficult to say either way on that one, but yeah, I just enjoyed enjoyed his celebration after the game and it and we walked out wearing wearing the Burger King crown. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't it didn't go down well, but I think it's <laughs> it would if it was when Connolly comes in to Brayhead and if they go away with a win and he celebrates like that, it's just it's just part of it. I think people obviously get pretty yeah. wound up about it, but it's the way it is. Um, it's a wee bit of a laugh, it's just showing the fans think, he obviously uh, cares and I think the, some of the the tweets and things that we'd seen were just way over the top, um, and he'll but he'll love to see that. Yeah, only well, add fuel to the fire. But I think people had mentioned that that Conley came over and applauded the the clan fans and stuff like that before the game as well. So that was good to see from from that point as well. But um, huge huge salt fest. Yeah, I mean Connolly was was loved by. Our fans, I thought it was great for us. So there's no, there's no reason why there should be any ill feeling there. The the wah thing. I mean, if if it was me going back there, I'd expect you know a a bit of acknowledgement for what you achieved there even at the start. So whether that annoyed them and as you said, fueled the fire a wee bit, then then great. Um, but our our record continues, and he he'll be going home a happy guy as will the rest of the team. Definitely. I don't think there'll be there'll be much more love lost in that relationship. I think the next time we go down there, he'll be as much of an enemy as anybody else. Mm. And then when Connolly comes up here, I think he'll get get a good mention, and then it'll be straight to business. So that's the way it should be for me. Those those reactions to him were a bit over the top. He's just you know having a bit of a laugh and. It is what it is. Indeed. We would say yeah. that though, obviously. Well, aye, exactly. Face-offs again. What are we looking at? Terrible. 46% in Sheffield zone, 35% in the neutral zone, 44% in the defensive zone. So, a loss all round there. Yeah. As we've said, it's n- never something we've been really exceptional at. Uh, there's guys that, that always seem to take them. Um, and always kind of seem to lose them. So, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. If the 
if the results keep going our way, then we probably won't pay as much attention. And if they <laughs> if they don't, then we will. But it's the the small percentages, as we've said, that, that do make a difference. Um, I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on. So I I like I, I like just, I like talking about it. Yeah, no, I, I mean that is kind of interesting because I always I always feel that our win percentage in faceoffs is even less than what's been reported. So it's good to know that they're, they're perhaps not as bad. But I wonder how accurate they actually are. Yeah, well, talking about accuracy of the stats, when you look at the shot map, all mm. of our goals are supposedly from within a, a metre or something of each other, which they definitely aren't. So for sure, yeah. that's um, that's not right. But um, even looking at the shots, however accurate they are, that we gave up, there's a lot in that high percentage zone. So that's something we want to want to take away. But, but yeah, overall, lots of positives. And that, I think, just looking at it now, takes us up to third in the table four points from three games uh, a, a really a really strong position going into next weekend and hoping hopefully we can we can continue that well this will even out a wee bit as the the Challenge Cup games come to an end and everybody's just competing in the league but um, we can enjoy it for the time being anyway absolutely so Going forward into the weekend for us personally, it's a double header at Nottingham Saturday at seven o'clock and then Sunday at four. Um, from a travel point of view, that's good. Nottingham, it'll be interesting to see how we match up against them. First time that we've played them, and they've kind of had some mixed results, I guess. Two wins out of four games. They were beaten at the weekend there from Belfast, but then did did get a win uh, a couple of games ago. What are your thoughts going into that? Um, I definitely think we can pick up at least one win there, if I'm being positive, maybe two, given how well we played this weekend. Yeah, I think you're, you're probably right there. I think I would probably... Err on the side of caution a wee bit and say we'll get two points from from the two games. Yeah, and I mean Nottingham didn't score against Belfast on Sunday and scored two against Manchester in Manchester, um, which has been always a notoriously difficult place to go. But so they managed to get the win there in Manchester, but you know did not register anything in, in Belfast is a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Although from I, I think that was a pretty close game to be fair. I think it was one 0 for quite right. quite a while. Yeah. But yeah. I think, like, I think they are a I think they're a competitive team, not team. Def- definitely, yeah. Bounce. Definitely. So, about that, so I think they're gonna be a couple of really difficult games. Um and because of that I still don't really know what kind of team we are at this point, I'll, I'll say two points. Yeah. I mean going into that weekend there we, we we thought that maybe Sheffield was was the better chance to uh, get those points, and so if if we're super optimistic, then it probably means that we'll lose both of the games without scoring. But uh, no, I, I think there's a chance there. There's a different sort of feeling about Nottingham. I think the new coach and turn around the players, um, but goaltender Carr's been playing 
he's been playing well, um, and they've got guys that have done well in the league before, and and a lot of dangerous offensive players. So it, it will, it will be a game where Colleen, I think, again, will need to be at his best. He seems to sort of thrive in that. He'd look to keep the shots down, as we've said, and as as well as that, Becca. I know Becca missed the game, which we didn't we didn't mention really, but Becca missed the game. On Sunday against Sheffield with an injury that he picked up in the Cardiff game, so don't know what the the kind of seriousness of that one is, but um, to have him back would be would be good going in there. But we we've showed that we can can play with a guy light, which is good. Yeah, you know, especially a, a player of Becca's caliber as well. To to have him missing from the team, but still putting a really good performance and can still create chances and score is, is a good sign. But I'm just I'm just not I'm not convinced entirely yet. I still think yeah, like like you say, I still think we're we're conceding too many too many shots on goal and well Killing had a good weekend this weekend, they could easily I'm not saying they have a bad weekend, but you know Yeah. There could be maybe one or two goals next weekend that you'd want back or Yeah, you know, just we've definitely touched on that when you concede that you've given up that many shots. Uh <laughs> It's bound to happen, but I think as well, just with Becca, that Zach Fitzgerald's mentioned a couple of times that Becca's been really helpful with what he's doing as in his assistant role as well. He was on the bench there on Sunday, so um, some good input and from his goal, it shows that he's still very dangerous from attacking position. So would be great to have him back, um, but if not, we'll be positive but cautious going in. Uh, and see what yeah. see what happens. Other results elsewhere before we just do our usual terrible predictions. Starting with the other Challenge Cup games, uh, there was one on Thursday, and it was uh, Cardiff getting an overtime win in Guildford, which was a a tight one, a, a good win for Cardiff. But I think that's where the warning signs of them maybe conceding a few goals and not being quite at their best was. Starting to become apparent. The the notable result I think on Saturday has to go to Dundee getting that four three win in Belfast with goaltender Alex Leclerc facing I believe sixty five shots or making sixty five saves. There was a funny interview with Pasha where he kinda of laughed at that. I'm not sure he's convinced that the count was quite that. Um, but regardless, it's pretty extraordinary stats. Yeah, I'll hold my hands up there. I said, said that would be a massacre. <laughs> it uh, was, yeah, of shots. Well, yeah, um, I just proved how wrong I was. Maybe Alice Leclerc was listening to this. Maybe he get was. himself super hyped up for it. Yeah, maybe tweet in and say, I, I told you so, lads. Um, exactly. But, but no, I don't think Belfast played particularly badly in that game, but they just couldn't find enough of a, a scoring touch past them, and that's a real great result for Dundee there. A couple of men short as well, um, from all accounts, so a real cracker there. Um, Nottingham, as you said, went to Manchester, won 2-1. Uh, and then, I guess the other big result is Cardiff going down... 5-1 to Coventry, I'd said to you I thought they would bounce back after that defeat to us, but um, another 
pretty poor performance, uh, potentially even worse than our game. Um, so, albeit Challenge Cup, it's not good to have two defeats like that. Um, 11 goals conceded in two games. So, slight worrying signs there for Cardiff. Yeah, definitely. That coupled with not scoring at the, at the other end as well, uh, relying on, on Bentevoglio a wee bit um, over the weekend. And, you know, at, at the back, conceding two and three goals over a short period of time, which is, you know, something they've, they've taken out of the Glasgow clan 2018 season. Yep. Trademark, uh, copyright. Using, using it to, to full effect there. But, um, I mean, credit to Coventry as well. They've had a a bit of a mixed bag as well, kind of start to the season, but a really good performance there and uh, five different goal scorers in that game as well. So um, everybody chipping in there. Yeah, a really, a really good win for them. Um, regardless of Cardiff's form, I think Coventry have, have struggled a bit, as you've said. Um, I just really didn't see that that result coming. So um, mm. fair play in the league. Then Saturday, Sheffield. In their first game of the weekend, beat Guildford 4-1 at home. A, a depleted Guildford, that has to be said. Um, but one that did bounce back on the Sunday and win against Fife. I think had a really good record against Guildford last season. So two from four there for Guildford. Um, Fife did beat Coventry at home on the Saturday. So again, another split weekend. Uh, Fife starting the season strongly, as we've said, scoring... Scoring goals, conceding a few though this weekend, so certainly defensively some things to worry about. But pretty much every team does, it looks like at the moment. Uh, so I mean, that's that's a bit of a broken record, but uh, Fife, you know, when we come to play them, I think in a couple of weeks it is, uh, that's setting up to be a, a good game. Difficult to really say with any team at this point. It is. Um, but that's, I, I like that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's good for the league. It's not good for making predictions and stuff, but no. you just you don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, um, Fife have you know scored a lot, a lot of goals since the start of the season. Six against Coventry, but like like every team as well, conceding a few goals. So yeah, difficult to to read anybody at this point. Dundee, you know, uh, another good one against Manchester as well. Five three there. Yeah, that's so, a that's a real really good weekend as well. Um on par yeah. with on par with ours if I say so myself. Indeed. Albeit they had they did have, have a home game there. But uh yeah, they've they've really done well there with with guys missing with injury as well. So Dundee really are Jekyll and Hyde at home as well. So no no change there. The only other uh, result was in fact, we've, we've basically covered everything, but Belfast beating Nottingham 3-0, so the first shutout, I think, for Shane Owen. I don't know, is that the first shutout of the league? I believe it might it be. Is. First shutout of the league season, anyway. Uh, have yeah. we had one in the Cup? We have. Dundee were shut out at home to Fife on the 8th of September, so only, only two shutouts so far, so that, that does show just how many goals are going in and uh, how unpredictable it is. So, yeah, long may it continue in that sense. I, I'd rather see goals than not, I think. But, mm. but yeah, 
more for clan, less for everybody else. That's that's what we want. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> what Exactly. So going into the league games, actually, we've got a couple of cup matches at the weekend. First, just to to predict, and well, you know, the predictions. I was laughing earlier because every single prediction about. I think the players in each of the teams that I made at the start of the year are just <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, having a wee look back actually now, stuff like Dundee saying that I thought Alex Leclerc would underperform, that's disgusting. So mm. I can happy to take some abuse on that. One to watch in Cardiff, Massey Mariamaki, he's had a Probably a poor start to the year. Uh, I said Riley wouldn't do very well. He's had a good start, although he did go off injured. Uh, <laughs> Belfast, I said one to watch would be Jesse Forsberg. He's only played about two games. Get injured for months in the Champions League. Uh, underperform Shane Owen. First goalie to get a league shot at. Uh, so it's... <laughs> So it's uh, so it's a cracking start with the predictions. So I'll basically I'll let you go first with the the league predictions. Um, Manchester, sorry, the cup predictions. Manchester at home to Sheffield. Yeah, well, I mean, I I can go through some of my predictions as well. They would be <laughs> absolute howlers. But yeah, Matt Howlers. Matt Howlers, indeed. Yeah, well, especially Kieran Norman underperforming in, in Belfast. I think he's a really good start. Yeah, um, but it's basically basically us that we're underperforming. That's it. True underperformance. We'll maybe we'll maybe come back to that at some point later on in the year just to see. Yeah, how it right at the end we'll just sum up <laughs> the complete embarrassment in one one swoop right at the end. Indeed. Um, you you're gonna get that phone. I'm not actually. I'm not getting it. My secretary might get it. <laughs> uh, I've got more important things to deal with. Sorry for the, the phone interruption, folks. Um, in fact, it was uh, it was actually Alex Leclerc phoning just to just to say, just to laugh, yeah, just to laugh in her face. Right, Manchester Sheffield, what's happening? Uh, Sheffield win. I, I think I might just go opposite of what I think. Opposite what you think, right? So Sheffield win. Okay, so I, I think uh, Sheffield are going to win that. So I'm going Manchester win. Belfast five. Uh, well, no, it has to be a Belfast one. <laughs> yeah, they are they are strong favourites, but mm, you never know. Five yeah. might uh, might rely on Adam Morrison to do a Leclerc can just hang in there, get a few a few sneaky ones. But I think Belfast probably for me. Uh, Cardiff Coventry. Cardiff. Yeah, bounce be, back, bounce back. I game. think so. It's hard to see them losing three in a row, um, especially at home. It'd be great to be have as much success as they've had, to be honest. So, whatever. Yeah, Cardiff win, and then Sunday Fife Belfast. So, a Challenge Cup double header there. Difficult again. I'll maybe, I'll maybe pick Fife in that one. Just because it's a Challenge Cup and really, does, does anybody care? No, not until we get to the semis, nobody cares. I'm going to go Belfast there then. 
League Saturday Dundee at home to Guildford yeah, I'm going to go on Dundee home win oof yeah it's a close one pretty confident about it yep oh okay I think I think just about yeah if Guildford have still got a few injuries then yeah probably Dundee at home um, Sheffield Cardiff uh, the two teams that we pumped last weekend <laughs> uh, both conceding a lot not scoring as many as us so that one will finish what 8 all. That'd be that'd be well worth a ridiculously priced webcast fifteen quid or whatever it is that they charge. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but that's for another time. Um, yeah, what do you think realistically there? Coin a bit of a coin flip, coin flip game that one. Let's have. Did we, did our Steelers playing on the Saturday? Are they playing the Challenge Cup. Uh, just fucking... Yeah, they're playing they're at Manchester, so not too far. At yeah. all to go. I did say they would they would beat Manchester as well, so uh, I think Cardiff maybe have a, still a few things to work out there. Um, don't know how long Joey Martin's. Yeah, still I, in for I as don't well. think I don't think he's too long. Okay. I thought maybe uh, this is just all wee bits I get from watching the interviews. I think because they don't really like to give too much away, injury wise in hockey. But Andrew Lord had said he's not too far. Whether that means next week or not, they certainly won't rush him back because of how much of an impact he'll have. But um, I think if that's last season's Sheffield, then and last season's Cardiff, then you're picking Cardiff all day, every day. But just at the moment, mm, not so sure. Will Sheffield give them a four-goal lead? If so, it'll be hard, but yeah, Cardiff for me just. I'll I'll take Sheffield then. Yeah, Coventry Manchester. Storm. Oof, Coventry, and Guildford Dundee. I that, think that will have to be a Guildford home win. That will be a fast game. Teams yeah, with fast I mean, players. Dundee only be fast to get in there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, some some pretty bad travel they've got. Uh, although saying that, so given different. that they're playing them on Saturday, yeah, it's basically it's, it's an advantage to Dundee. I would say only travelling once, so um, yeah, I think uh, just Guildford at home though for me. Um, I think they'll probably just sneak that. Agreed. Uh, I've just realised that we did not discuss the only number fifty-eight to play That's for fans so far. Yep. Uh, quite a fitting, a fitting episode number because I think he's been, he's been one of our standout defensemen that I can remember really. Are you, uh, are for, you suggesting this episode has been a standout? Uh, nah, probably not. No. Probably not. The weekend a was a, a clan standout. Oh, can't say that again. But no, a, a guy who I think deserves a an episode to be. Not named after him, but numbered after him. Yeah, I thought he was really good last year. And started well again this year. Couple of goals already. Or has he got a couple of goals? Certainly one already. So here's to more of that. But yeah, no, that was 
as we've said, a, a quality weekend, just what was needed, takes the pressure off a wee bit. I think if we'd have come away with two defeats there, albeit difficult places, it would have put the team under a lot more pressure, albeit a hard, a hard away slog of four or five weeks, but a real, a real turnaround and it, it does sound daft that we're being a lot more positive than we were last week, but it's just the way it goes. It is. You know, I've tried to be positive with, with a, a hint of negativity. Um, just, to, just to bring it back down to earth a wee bit. But we'll see, we'll see what happens this weekend. Um, you've got, I mean, the team have got to be confident after, after a four-point weekend against two really good teams. So, you know, from that, I think we can get at least a win. Yeah, I like to think so. Um, and we'll be back uh, next time talking about some some uh, clan top of the league action. Imagine that, eh? Be brilliant. Um, nah, kidding. No, it'll never happen. Don't listen to us. A couple of things from the sporting and news world that I thought we should uh, cover. The first of which was Partick Thistle poaching managers. Who? <laughs> Our our favourite our favourite Glasgow team party thistle. Oh right, okay. Right, sorry. Poaching coaches. Coach poach. Not a good look. What did you uh, make of that? I know our favourite party thistle fan is probably pleased about that, but um I don't even know if they've actually announced it yet officially. Um uh, have, they, yeah, have they now? An hour ago. Oh right, okay. So, so f- hot off the press. Uh, we can we can now announce that Ian McCall <laughs> is uh, is the new is the old and new Paddy Thistle manager. Yeah, they'll be hoping that he certainly gets them off the the bottom of the table. They've had <laughs> a, a shiter of a couple of years, uh, so a lot to improve on. But um, it kind of ties in nicely, given the fact that you're a Selic man yourself and. You're playing Thistle on, is it Tuesday night? Tomorrow night? It's uh, Wednesday night. Is it Wednesday? I will be going to the game as well. So. Will you? I think uh, I think you might see a, a few goals. We'll see. I mean, certainly, you know, the last round as well against the Fairmont, I struggled. Obviously, the Fairmont are a, are a better team than, than Thistle, but... As was true. They squeeze that in. 3-0 at the weekend. Yeah, well, exactly. So, there you go case in point now I think it just really depends what, what Celtic team turn up and what side uh, goes out on the field really it will depend on how well Celtic play and what the result's going to be but you know we'll, we'll maybe save that one for next week yeah um, comfortable wins for both old firm teams uh, at the weekend and um, pretty positive European results as well so Celtic getting that a good point, I think it's fair to say at Wren. Um and Rangers getting past Feyenoord as well. So I think it's uh, it's looking like the league certainly itself is maybe gonna be a bit closer at the moment than last year. Will it go down to the old firm games or not? I'm not quite sure, but both teams sort of keeping an eye on each other's results again. And I think if obviously if they're both in Europe, then that'll have an impact on the weekend as well. Uh, I didn't see the Celtic game I know they went a goal down but I think comfortable in the end 
and then Rangers struggled a bit to in the first half to break break St Johnson down and then eventually took over. But um, what do you think about the effect that playing on the, the Thursday Sunday will have? Um, it's it's not ideal, but uh, I think um, Celtic in particular are, are kind of used to playing midweek uh, a lot throughout the season and uh, and then at the weekend as as well. So and that's why you've got a big squad, isn't it? You, you, yeah. you can have you can afford to have a, a squad like that if you if you're playing uh, a lot of midweek games and have the ability to to make changes to the team whenever really. So, but you know it's always going to be. So it was going to be difficult, I think, playing Thursday and then coming back and playing Sunday, uh, especially if the games are early on on the on the Sunday as well, which uh, Stevie G is not not too pleased about. Yeah, it does seem a lot different from a Tuesday Saturday setup. I know it's a day different, obviously, but it just feels <laughs> yeah. it just feels a lot closer together. Um, and then, well, actually, I don't know did. Did uh, Celtic have Sunday games? Well, they must have, obviously, but uh, they must have had a couple of Tuesday-Sunday combinations as well at times in there, if they were then playing, say, later in the week, the next week, or, or that, or was it always Tuesday-Saturday, um, Wednesday-Sunday? Uh, no, not always the case. I think that sometimes they would play Wednesday and then play Saturday lunchtime, or, you know, it just depends mm-hmm. on the fixtures, really, if they're they're at home, then they'll probably tend to play at the usual time. But if you're if you're away, if you're away from home, then you're you can attend to be put at lunchtime, at a lunchtime kickoff. So it just depends what what night you were playing during the week. Or not really too sure how how it kind of worked. Really, it was just kind of doing TV. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, no complaints. I'm just happy there's happy there's a lot of games to to see. To see exactly. The the way I, I wanted to end was on a on a a note of desperation that I'm actually currently sitting on a beach on holiday but unfortunately I've booked my flights with uh with Thomas Cook and I've got no idea how I'm getting home. Uh if you get if you get any ideas for me. Is that true? <laughs> Is it fuck? I knew you were going away. No, no, I'm not. I'm sitting in the living room. It was just, nah, it was just my way to set up the, the, top, the Thomas Cook story. Uh, big Tam. Tam Cook. Can Cook, won't cook. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one, actually. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if Big Ainsley Harry will get brought in to, to sort them out. Ready, steady, Cook. Um, yeah, I know. It's coming uh, back, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. Maybe that's, you know... Thomas Cook apparently <laughs> maybe that quite, is what's happened quite poorly run well, they're, uh, apparently they're quite poorly run so uh, you know they're, they're definitely missing a trick there I think Ainsley should be the face of the franchise kind of thing yeah maybe imagine, imagine seeing that plane with his face on it <laughs> him as the him as the captain <laughs> as the pilot just flying all over the place coming, coming on the this, the the uh, Announcements just saying what am I like all the time. <laughs> Welcome to your your flight with uh, Ainsley Airways. Because <laughs> obviously they would have to change it. Can you keep it as Thomas Cook? Nah. Thomas. Thomas Canny Cook. The left side of the plane would be the green peppers. 
And the right would be the red tomatoes. <laughs> hold up your cards. And it, <laughs> if you want to turn left, hold up hold up your, your green pepper. Everyone's got one of those wee poly bags with ingredients oh, in it yeah. for their in-flight meal. It doesn't Excellent. get brought out on trays. It's just in a wee bag under the seat. In the, like the emergency uh, card is just like one side of it's a green pepper and the other side it's a red tomato. <laughs> If you hear the instructions, brace, brace. <laughs> then, something. I don't know. I don't know. I'll try like a food fun there for that. So was I, but it didn't. It went down very badly. Just like... Uh, Never came to fruition. <laughs> it went down as badly as the end of this podcast has gone down. Yeah. Um, numbers, numbers are dwindling. They have. But, but it's been positive, and hopefully... Uh, Next week or next time is just as good, um, because I'm I'm buzzing for more more clan points, and uh, when we win the league, everyone will come back, and we'll be cupping our ears, running round saying we told you so. When we win the league, Ainsley Harry will be there. It'll be, it'll be the one handing over the trophy. I'd be expecting better than that, with it with oh. Gary Tank commander at games. If we're coming out with Ainsley Harry at the title celebrations, then... No, uh, there's no one man is better than Ainsley Harry. Do you know who it would be, though? It would be Rod Stewart. We'll finally get him. <laughs> Singing Purple Heather, whatever the song's called. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Change change the music up a bit, please. I know. What? I, I really don't. I mean... Just this, the sh- same shite. It is, yeah, it's not. Every time you go, you know what's going to be played, when it's going to be played. It's just, I can understand why. I can understand why, but. Because people just don't like change. Change it a wee bit. I know. Agree. There's plenty of songs out there. I agree. Anyway, ran, ran over. Ran over. What a way to finish it. What a way to finish it. We'll be back next time. Send in your song suggestions. And your weekend thoughts, as ever. But uh, cheers, everyone, for turning up. And uh, we will speak to you next time. Speak to you later on. Can't cook, won't cook. (laughs) What am I like? Good night. (laughs)